And we welcome in those of you who've just watched a horrific 49ers game. Welcome in. Yikes. Hey now, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome into the Pucknologist episode 150. Who the hell thought we'd ever get this far? <laughs> right? Not me. <laughs> so, welcome to our unfiltered, unedited, uncensored, and commercial-free Sharks podcast. That is the Pucknologist here on Teal Town USA. We are three games in for this week. Sharks went one, one, and guess what? One during those games. We're going to get into those. Uh, the EKs make some news again. Uh, we got, is Remenda back for Han? Back with Han, I should say, for good? I don't know. Uh, James Reimer bringing the rain this week, and uh, someone at some point is going to win $5. I kid you <laughs> not. Uh, but after that, there'll be much more. Uh, first, hey, remember to subscribe. Follow us on social media. If you'd like to... Help support the content we deliver. You can donate using the Super Chat option during them live shows, but we do prefer the Venmo option, and you can find us there at Teal Town USA. Drop a little something in our tip jar. We totally appreciate that support. And if you're not watching live on YouTube, make sure to take your comment and throw it in that comment section of the video below. So with that, let's get into it. And oh boy, look at that jerky's counting on that five bucks, isn't he? <laughs> I mean, I only have I only have one more chance to get it, but I'm I'm hoping. <laughs> oh, boy. how confident were you going into this? And now, where's your confidence level, dude? I gotta be honest with you, I'm a little hot at the Sharks right now because Pittsburgh, Seattle, Florida, Carolina. These are four games the Sharks lost during our wager that they were in position to win. Mm-hmm. It's like the universe doesn't want me to take $5 from you. It's so odd. Now, when the Sharks beat Tampa Bay 3-0 to on Tuesday, it's going to be a different story. <laughs> Can't wait for that. Dude, if the Sharks... if the sharks Are we going shut, double or nothing? <laughs> I was going to say, if, like, obviously, if the Sharks win on Tuesday, I get the 5 bucks, and it's awesome. If the Sharks somehow shut out Tampa Bay, like... Mm -hmm. You can keep the five bucks. Like, that's enough of a victory for me. <laughs> okay. Oh, so let's get into it. Uh, 45 games into this season. Sharks are 22, 20, and 3. That means 47 points. With those 47 points, the Sharks, last I checked, it may have changed, but last I checked, Sharks, fifth in the Pacific, third right. in the wild card. Are both of those correct right now, or have they changed? Uh, the division is correct. The wild card is incorrect. They are now fourth in the wild card. Why am I not shocked? Okay. Because your your new favorite team, Dallas, won. Oh, that's right. So, uh, not my favorite team, just a favorite player involved. Uh, Calgary leapfrogged the Sharks on both of those, of course. But, again, if you go by points percentage, Sharks are sixth in the division, fifth in the wild card, although they may have dropped to sixth now because of the Dallas win. So, look. They're four, four, and two in their last ten, but one, three, and one in their last five. And by some bizarre happenstance, over the last three weeks, every week it's been Groundhog Day. 
Win one, lose two. But you look at the last three, last nine games over the three weeks. Win one, lose two. So, how'd I do on the predictions? Well, what a fucking shock. I went two and three. Because I said they were going to all be losses. <laughs> Jesus. So, I'm just saying, through 45 games, I had them at 22 and 23. And they're at 22, 20, and 3. I don't know that you can get much closer than that. We're framing no, this sheet, close. dude. We're framing this. Yeah, dude, you're going to... This is going to be on a t-shirt, dude. This, this sheet is going to be on a t-shirt at some yeah, point. Yeah, take down that Barkley Goodrow picture and, oh. and get the sheet up there. Yeah. <laughs> So what we take away from this week's game? Well, look, Sharks find a 4-1 victory uh, as a lot of guys seem to get off the schneid. In Florida, you get a little bit more depth scoring, but the Sharks eventually run out of gas after being up 3-1. That takes you to Carolina. Very good defensive game, but could not find a second goal with two hands, a map, and ways. Yeah. So, I mean, let's start. Washington game. It's, it's a Schneid game. They get revenge for a 4-0 loss, but Gregor, mm-hmm. Gregor gets off the Schneid. Dolan, your boy. Yeah. Hey, you know what? <laughs> he uh, Dolan was listening to the podcast. Uh, <laughs> you know, he he was like, ah, you know what? I'm, I'm tired, tired of these, of these guys. guys talking about me, you know? You know, because we've been talking about it for weeks. One goal in 17, one goal in 21, one goal in 23. It's like he finally got sick of it. And good timing. <laughs> yeah. And then the the weird thing about this, too, is that uh, Balsers was a last-minute scratch in this. Unfortunately. Yeah, that sucked. But yep. You know what's funny? is So I was looking at the stats. Balsers has – he's got four points in his last four games. Yeah. Four. Which is awesome. Exactly. Awesome. That's, that's in our stock up later, but go ahead. Yeah, but I'm just like I was thinking about it. I'm like playing really well, but poor guy is just having to put up with all kinds of BS left and right. He's the late scratch. Then he mm. got banged up in the game against Florida. It's like hasn't he been through enough this year? <laughs> Dude, like should, he's he's you, scoring and it's not enough. You should have saw him on the media call after today's game for Carolina. He he was very matter of fact, man. They they're like, you know, so uh <laughs> you know, how are you feeling out there? You know, first COVID, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm, f- I'm fine. Like, body still feels a little bit from the COVID, but yeah, it's fine." Yeah, <laughs> like, get, get me to my own bed, please. Yeah, a lot <laughs> tired of tired of the hotel life. <laughs> <laughs> Good news, of course, though. Uh, Malosh getting that first NHL goal, so things file under things you love to see. And ten guys make the score sheet versus Washington. That you don't see that very often. And Reimer with the nine seventy. Beautiful. Things you love to see. So, move on to Florida. Reimer, of course, starting again because Hill's out. This is the first time the Sharks face a team with Jumbo on their roster since November 6, 2003, 18 years ago. Yeah, that's really crazy. The, well, if if memory serves, I thought they were saying that there was somebody, uh, the, the, there was some reference during the game where it was like, yeah, and by the way, when Joe Thornton played his first game, the guy, one of the guys that he's facing today hadn't been born yet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, it was it was Anton Lundell. Oh. <laughs> who, you know, for those who don't know, Anton Lundell was born in uh, 2002. <laughs> Jeez. So the Florida game, I mean, you had to like it just simply because it was like, wait a minute, we're up 3-1 on, and I shouldn't say we, I hate that. 
we were not up. The Sharks, the team we root for, was up 3-1 on essentially the best team in the NHL. You've got Hurdle with a give-and-go from Balsers, uh, but of course the pro- – well, okay, let's let's finish this up. Benito to Gregor to Dolan with Weatherby screening on – and a power play. You get a couple power plays, but – of course, the bad news in this one is you get Ferraro taking a puck to the grill very early in the game, like first five minutes. So Sharks have to roll 5D. Balsers is out for the majority of the third, so you have to roll 11 forwards for the, the final period. Um, I, dude, for me, you know the thing that, that kind of sticks in my craw a little bit with this game? Because they were, they were pretty good that first half. Man, did it seems like... Burns was just victimized in different parts of this game. And then, if that was enough, Bugner goes, really? You've played the most minutes ever? Hey, why don't you start on OT? I mean... <laughs> While your legs are jello. Yeah, like, Burns was obviously gassed by the end of this game. I, I, I mean, he played for almost 34 minutes. I don't think that goes... You know, I don't think that goes without saying, but it's like... I, I understand, like, Burns, with Carlson out, with Merkley scratched for some reason, and we're going to get to that, obviously, during Stockdown as well. But, like, you know, you're relying a lot on Burns. Like, I think it's okay. Like, you look at who's left on the list, but it's like, I think if you have to start OT with Megna or Vlasic, <laughs> I think that's – it's fine. I mean, it's not ideal, but it's fine. You know what I mean? I don't like, have any problem starting with three forwards. That too, yeah. Just they were running, you know, towards the end of regulation. They were they were doing Meyer Hurdle Couture loading up the top line. Just do that again, right? You know, or hey, Jonathan Dolan had two goals. Maybe start him. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, I mean, as much as we can shit on Burns for this game because he gets stripped along the boards, ends up on Forcing Stick, who buries it. Uh, when Huberto tied it, Burns is like caught looking, spinning, not sure what the hell's going on. Uh, sneaks in during OT, and then can we talk about Barkoff faking the Michigan for a minute? Are you serious? Yeah, that was that was that was greasy. That was really <laughs> dude, greasy, dude. That's intelligent hockey right there. <laughs> I so and you know what I'm looking right now, and I didn't I didn't realize this until just right here right now. We uh, we may have to start this as a segment, the uh, jam job of the game. <laughs> I like now, it. Now, granted, it. the power play the power play was two for two mm-hmm. in this game, so maybe what I'm saying doesn't really matter. But you know how much time Balsers had on the power play in this game? I'm gonna say zero. Yeah. How? What the hell? Yeah, makes no sense. Like you said, every scored four... in his last four straight games. Yeah, the only okay Nieto. Gadjevich, Cogliano had no power play time. Makes sense. Cogliano and Nieto are your PK guys. Gadjevich is your punch him in the face guy. Mm-hmm. Understandable. Why at the very, like, I I just don't understand why Weatherby and Benino are on the power play over Balsers. Like, <laughs> if, it's a, if it's a situation where you need somebody who can win faceoffs, split up Hurdle and Couture. Like, yeah. there's no reason Balsers shouldn't be on the power play. I don't know if that's a case of Bugner like trying to get a guy who's still maybe dealing with slight effects from COVID, like still like helping him. But it's like, well, come on, man. <laughs> you know how much looking at the Carolina game, you want to know how much time Balsers had on the power play? Was it the same? Three seconds. Uh... 
And for reference, in the Carolina game, the power play was zero for two. That's true. I, I do. And <laughs> Balsers scored in this game, and he had an assist against Florida, and he scored against the two previous teams, the Sharks played against which what prior to him getting injured obviously which was uh he scored against la and he scored against pittsburgh as well and it's like hey guy is firing a little bit let's let's put him out there more that's what i'm you'd, saying you'd think like i don't what is it because lebanc is gone so there needs a new punching bag god i would hope not good lord what it feels like can, can we can we make peterson the, the punching bag can we put the target on him please like I said, dude, jam job of the week. Ugh, you, you're not wrong, sir. Uh, stick taps to Weatherby, of course, in this one. Uh, dude was screen, you know, sitting at his his fat ass was a big part of why the Sharks were perfect on the power play. And so, what does Bob do in the next game? Scratch him. <laughs> you know, I I will say I'm not like scratching Weatherby. That's not the that's not the craziest thing it's I've the, ever seen. It, but it's not. But what's what's the the issue that I have is who replaced him? You know who? Lane Peterson. Yeah. Lane Peterson, the guy who <laughs> has played twenty two games, has two assists, dash ten. Ugh. That's who you want out there. Like, uh, what does and I know you know. Shout out to a couple of the people on Twitter who've been talking about it. When is you know? When are we going to get the next batch of Barracuda call-ups? You know, when is John Leonard going to get a twirl? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, he's been he's been awesome with the Barracuda lately. I believe he's got seven points in his last eight games or something. Something greasy. Like, it's insane. And it's like, well, when is this guy going to get a chance? Scott Reedy going to get another look? I mean, who yeah. knows? Uh, Joachim Blickfeld? Like, oh, true. Well, it's just the, uh, some of these guys if memory serves, we're actually part of the taxi squad. I don't know where the hell that's at at this point, but right now and see, even like, I don't feel like the sharks have been utilizing the taxi squad a whole lot. The only guy on the taxi squad right now is Raska. Yeah. That's the only guy. Well, look, this one again, Florida game. It it was like, it was three run three, one, and you're playing the best team in the league. You, you got out of there with the point. Would have been better if you could have. Because the whole thing was, at the beginning of this, Bugner was like uh, talking about, well, this could be a boring game. We've got to play that real boring defense shutdown of hockey. And I forget who it was. Somebody tweeted where they're like, you know, here's Bugner saying, shutdown defense, going to be boring, going to be slog. And the players go, yeah, it sounds like a good idea, but what if we just like fucking ski job this all the way, just back and forth trading haymakers? <laughs> but uh i mean rhymer dude beast big dude, as a house f- 50 shots on goal the sharks allowed but look i mean i get again i think you can i'm not a big fan of moral victories but i think you can kind of take one that you played the best team in the league you hung tight with them you got up on them early 3-1 even though you're missing arguably your second best defenseman for almost the entire game. Yeah. And it, it it's just unfortunate, especially like with the Florida game, right? Like the Sharks were up 2-0, 3-1, 4-2, big as a house, and you squander it. Well, here's the part that I'm thinking, you know, like after today today's game, I'm thinking in my mind, I'm going back through these games and I'm like, you know, okay, Capitals w- walked them. That was great. Florida, you like again, 
3-1. But you still took a point. But, mm-hmm. like, you had the game in your hand. Then Carolina, which we'll get to in a second, but you only lose by by one goal. And it's like, if you just could have manufactured something here, just to, even if it goes to OT. but <clears throat> Yeah, power play. But my whole thing is I'm going, I'm like, Jerk's head must be exploding over the $5 bet right now. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I well, like we could have won every fucking game this week. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. You know, it, it, for a reminder, the $5 bet covers – the eight games from Pittsburgh to Tampa Bay on Tuesday, the Sharks have won two of those games. The five that they lost, except against Tampa, four of the five they've lost, they were in there. Yeah. And that's what makes my head spin, right? But like, <laughs> I think today's game, Carolina, I, I think the Sharks, unfortunately, even though they played well to start, I think they were just happy to be there in the third period. You know what I mean? Like, it was tied and they're feeling like, okay, we get a bounce and we're in there, right? And, you know, Zvechnikov, he get, he kind of gets a lame goal, you know, that ends up being the winner. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It just seemed to me, and maybe it's fatigue, right? You know, this road trip has gone on for a while. You know, maybe, I don't know. It just seems like the Sharks, you know, were never where the passes were. Yeah. Like, I, I found myself saying multiple times during the third period, who's there? <laughs> Who's there? Because somebody would pass, and people are no trying to, there. People are asking you bench. Knock knock jokes. That's what I'm saying. Like, who is there? Who is going to get the puck? Nobody, you know. And you want to see something on the power play? Like I said, Rudolph Spalsers in his three seconds. I bet he could do more. Uh, you know? I don't think so. I mean, and so Carolina Reimer, you know, gets his fourth straight start. Uh, Canes are seven two and one over their last ten. Top of the Metro beat New Jersey yesterday two one. Mm-hmm. So both teams played yesterday. Of course, the Sharks had to travel, um, but the, you know that neutral zone turnover that led to the uh, Trocheck goal—that that that hurt. And then you got Vlasic. I don't know what the fuck he's doing, backing up rather than challenging. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of that going on lately. Yeah, and then and then the Sharks say, "Okay, not the best first period. We can probably do better." And then they're like, "Hey, how about just four shots on goal? It's not quantity; it's quality, boys." Dude, I. <laughs> I'm okay. I feel like I, I, I feel like this is going to be meeting beating a dead horse, but oh, I just we're talk about the, Pavelski. <laughs> no, no, no. I just looked at the stats right now. So Balsers has 13 points this year. 12 of them are even strength. So that like, okay, he scores a five versus five. That's awesome. Yeah, you, where's you, where's last he I at looked, if he's you on the power that. play? Yeah. Last I looked, where's he that. at as he's on the power play? Like if he like, what I know, like this can obviously be something we talk about more in depth later on, but like, where are the sharks if a player like Balsers is on the power play? Makes you think. Mm-hmm. So, sharks today versus Carolina. Uh, you know, last game of the week, power play zero for two, PK two for two. But again, the the, the Hurricanes number one PK. So, okay, but. Like Jerk is saying, would have been nice to see Balsers out there. Um, and then the line of the game for me. And we'll get to this in a hot minute. <sighs> Brett Hedekin, dude, <laughs> literally said when they, when they announced the lines, and it's like, well, you know, Peterson's going in for uh, Weatherby and, uh, what was it, VL for Gadjevic, and, uh, and then, of course, Merkley slots in because of the injury to Ferraro. 
Anakin's on there. Good on Bob for getting a couple of fresh bodies in there. And it's like, uh, there was no choice with Ferraro. He's injured. <laughs> and then, dude, Weatherby only played 10 minutes the game before. Gadjevich only played 750. But okay for saying that. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm not saying it was a kiss-ass remark. But I'm just looking at that. And I'm going, you know, looking back at the numbers that you just cited for Peterson and juxtapose that with what Weatherby did in Florida. And I'm going, how do you not call that out? But it's well, like, oh, because you're state media. Right. And like like I said, I, I, I don't hate scratching Weatherby, but the, the alternative is the, not even close yeah. to being equal, right? Yeah. That's, and, I, that's the part that I didn't get. Like, and, you, know, I, if, the, you know, if Weatherby had, you know, it was a 5-4 loss, right, to, to Florida. If Weather, Weatherby had finished that game like dash four, I would have been like, yeah, fuck that guy. But it was right, like, exactly. dude, he was part of the two power play goals. What are you doing? And you know the other thing that kind of killed me, and and I don't necessarily blame, I don't necessarily blame Hedekin for this specifically. I think it's a product of the environment. But I noticed, so when the Sharks were down one to zero in the game against the Hurricanes, ball or Balsers, I, I got them on the mic. Dude, you know, uh, <laughs> you're obsessed with Balsers. I've never heard anybody know. talk about Balsers so much in my life. Well, you know, I, you know, I had it first, but whatever. Um, you know, because <laughs> that's a huge thing. Right. Uh, you know, Ryan Merkley, he's, you know, say whatever you want to say about, you know, pulling the razzle dazzle move when you're down. But like guy is trying, you know, as an offensively minded defenseman, he's trying to help the Sharks get offense. And Hedekin says, well, you know, I don't know that I like what Merkley is doing there, blah, blah, blah. You know, whatever he said, you know, very like, oh, I'm an old man. I don't like the razzle dazzle. <laughs> let, me, and then, let me yell at this cloud for a minute. Yeah. And then, you know, fast forward to Svechnikov's goal and burns i don't know what the hell he was doing and yeah. you know brett hedekin is like oh you know unfortunate mistake by burns and i'm like no it was not a mistake like he just chose not to cover the guy mm -hmm. like you, you know i'm just like can you like i i hate the idea where it's like oh this guy's a rookie so i'm obligated to bury him a little bit you know Completely, i hate that yeah. i hate that totally agree uh Sharks beat the Canes back in November, uh, oddly enough, by a score of 2-1 to one in overtime on goals from LeBanc, who? <laughs> and an OT winner from Barabanov. My guy. Uh, dude, when, when, when are they announcing the extension? I just got to know. Hopefully soon. I'm saying it. So, look, takeaways for the week. What happened? Uh, first off, you know, it starts off with, Hey, we've lost EK 65 for at least two months due to injury. I mean, can this guy ever stay healthy? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Can we have one season with this guy that he plays? I don't know, at least 75 games, but what impact is this going to have on the sharks and their ability to make the playoffs? Depends on if, uh, Depends on if Merkley keeps getting jam jobbed. <laughs> Not a bad call. Because uh, we, we like we talked about last week, like you have in Merkley, you know, you have a burgeoning star. A lot of people have made the Eric Carlson comparison. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like at this point, the Sharks would be best suited to just say, "You think you got it? Show it." You know, and and, and I threw it out on Twitter. You know what I mean? After the. Uh, you know, after the game against the Tampa Bay Lightning last week, I want to say it was, uh, 
you know, I just threw out a graphic at the time on ice and I just said, you know, jam job because Burns, Shimmick, Vlasic, Ferraro, Megna, all over 17 minutes and Merkley was just over 12. Yeah. Hold, hold on. I want to get back to this Carlson thing for a second, but I just noticed two things in the chat. First off, Dolan for Calder. I'm sorry. Is it who who's the the kid who? who's like lighting it up that like almost like already has like the Calder in his back pocket? Uh, well, there's there's a couple. Of no, oh no, uh, Zegris. Yeah, I think Zegris. Yeah, Zegris is a candidate. I would say uh, Lucas Raymond on the Red Wings. Um, more insider on the Red Wings. Anton but... Lundell, who's on Florida. Yeah, but Zegris is just getting all that. Just mm. he's getting all the pub, baby. Right. I you know if the way Dolan is playing now and the way he was playing before the end of November, if he was playing that same way between the end of November and like a week ago, yeah, I, I'd probably say so. Yeah. Well, and there was a lot of talk about Meyer for the heart after that LA game and then it's like, oh, by the way, since that, Meyer has one goal in five games. But Well, you know what? One goal in five games, five goals in one game. I mean, <laughs> Green torna- jacket, tornado, gold jacket. Yeah, tornado <laughs> potato, right? Like, uh, Taco Cruiser, thank you very much for your donation. Was Brent Burns better as a forward or defenseman? If Carlson was healthy, what do you think of moving Burns back to forward? Well, this is a question a that has idea. been bandied about for centuries. I have a better <laughs> idea. What if Burns was moved to another team? (laughs) And Carlson. (laughs) Oh, you shut your whore mouth. Well, let me just say this. (laughs) Oddly enough, the Sharks have a winning record without EK65 this season. They are 7-3-2 without him. And during that stretch, Burns does have a goal and 13 assists. Kind of interesting. Their record with EK65 in the lineup, 16-17. I'm just, I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying that to support an argument. I'm just saying these are the these are the numbers. These are this is facts. These can't be disputed. I'm just saying. Without, I think EK, there's more at play though. Eh, without Ek sixty five seven three and two with him sixteen and seventeen. Just saying. I mean, it, it, it's. I mean, you're right. It is. It's real. Right, it's a thing that's happening. <laughs> it's happening, but I I'm not sure if it tells the whole story. Maybe it does, but I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah, the whole idea of Burns back to forward. No, you're you're not going to guy who you're not going to move a guy who won a Norris Trophy. Well, not only that, but a guy who scored more points playing defense. Yeah, not just not going to happen. But uh, it's 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 still fun to mention. Sure. Uh, don't look now, but Edmonton uh, is no longer pissy. They've won four straight, and of course, Evander Kane scores his first goal in his first game. We're going to talk about him in just a little bit. Uh, Jerk, there are 17 games left until the trade deadline. Ten of those 17 are in the division. Nine of the first 13 are in the division. So if it goes well, if the Sharks are in a playoff spot, and they get you know hurdled to sign an extension, what else are the Sharks going to do? I mean, they're going to say, hey, Eklund, come on back. I mean, if if they sign Hurdle to an extension, I I think it has to change the thinking a little bit, right? I think if you get Hurdle signed to an extension, you can't you can't do. And when I I'm referring to obviously next year, you know, mm-hmm. you can't do a fourth consecutive year of an AHL fourth line and <laughs> a fourth line as your third line. You know, like you need to Embrace build up. the rebuild. 
Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, that, that, that's not the podcast. Okay, okay, well, l- let's just take it the way that we think it's going to go, or at least I think it's going to go. The okay. shark, the sharks don't do well enough, mm-hmm. and so the, their schedule. If you break down the numbers, which uh, I think it was, what Dom Luce Chisen on the Athletic did, broke it down, and the Sharks have the second for the second half of the season that we're into. They have the fifth hardest schedule whereas mm-hmm. nearly every other team gets tremendously easier like Anaheim's schedule strength of schedule they they were slotted at like fifth or sixth and for the first half their second half of the season they have like the 18th hardest schedule like wow. it's there's some significant changes whereas the sharks go from like 18th hardest to fifth mm-hmm. so Stands to reason. They're significantly significantly out of the playoffs. Do you have to trade Hurdle? I yes. mean, okay then. All if right. Hurdle and, doesn't if Hurdle doesn't want to sign an extension, broom him. Okay. And now if you make that move, is that not a tacit admission? Is that not the beginning of the rebuild? And if it finally is, do you look at other pieces to move? Do you look at saying, you know, Meyer? Is he going to be as valuable as he ever is, or is he part of one of the pieces that you build around? What about Barabanov? Do the Sharks kick the can, or are they going to identify guys like Ferraro and Merkley and Eklund as the future and try to build around them? I think it it, it kind of depends. So if Barabanov, same thing as Hurdle, if Barabanov doesn't want to resign, broom him. And bastard, if, we gave him a chance. I know. <laughs> and if Meyer keeping Meyer trading Meyer, I think what we're seeing the team of Meyer we've seen this season, I think this is real team of Meyer. I believe team of Meyer is an 85 to 95 point power forward. I've been dude, I've been saying it for 2 years, you know this. Nobody oh, believed me. Dude, shot from and, the rooftops. And I think what it depend Meyer keep him, trade him, it depends on how close the Sharks think they are. If the Sharks think they're one year away or two years away keep them <laughs> but if it's going to be three plus say it with me broom them yeah well <laughs> if you're doug wilson it seems like every year oh we're right here just a couple of small tweaks yeah i i still think like you know the the big three right was rhymer rhymer slash hill and then but you know third line center benino and then the fourth cogliano. line cogliano yeah. that was the big three right I, mean, I like all yeah. three of those moves. All three I, of them I, I, love, I like all three but of those. it's not enough. Yeah, it's not enough. It's like they're still rolling out an AHL fourth line somehow. Well, and not only that, it was kind of like you also have to unfortunately deal with the shit show that was Evander Kane. Unfortunate. And now that that's gone, and whether it's the trade deadline this year or the draft trading period or free agency. With the Evander Kane anchor now gone and somebody else's problem, I wonder if that makes the Sharks more interested in trying to add a piece, a big piece. You know, now at this point, there's the grievance is still filed, right? So it's the still sh- pending. Yeah. Yeah. So the Sharks, you know, at this point, aren't completely free, free and clear, cap wise. You know, the NHL, right, could make a decision where it's like, yeah, uh, you still owe him a few bucks, but we're, there's going to be uh, some – you're not free of the full seven. 
Well, here's the thing. It and this is a big if, but if it comes to a situation where, you know, the arbiter sees um, Evander Kane as being in the right, and there's some kind of cap penalty or whatever, Evander Kane will still be on Edmonton. That's not changing, and. No. The Sharks are not going to get saddled with $7 million. I would be surprised if they, again, assuming they see in favor of Vander Kane, I would be surprised if the Sharks got saddled with more than a million bucks. There you go. Maybe, maybe not at all. Maybe they just give him money and there's no cap implications. There's no there's no precedent for that, but it could still happen. <laughs> yeah, I want to see the Sharks be like, okay, settlement, here we go. Let's figure this out. Okay, we're going to give him like, I don't know, 10 mil as long as we don't get dinged on the cap. We're fine. I just think, I mean, it, we can get into it at another time, but just I the way the NHL supports what the Sharks are doing, like I, I find it hard to believe, you know, I find it hard to believe the Sharks lose this case. Yeah, but I would whatever. agree. I, I did hear, I saw something that was a tweet. Many people are saying, if you will, mm-hmm. that uh, Kane already lost his signing bonus because he bet on Calgary to win last night. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Yeah, who knows? Uh, is secondary scoring finally scoring finally becoming a thing for the Sharks? Seems like seems it's, like it. Yeah, seems like it's the on... the module would indicate that. <laughs> <but> go ahead. <laughs> yeah, the trajectory is on the on the right path. It feels like, and finally, uh, we might might see the return of Middleton on Tuesday. Uh, that's a great thing. The, the, you know, because look, we're starting to run out of defensemen here. People is what I'm saying. And you know, what's going to happen. We're going to, unfortunately, we're going to, we're going to see, you know, we're going to be seeing Middleton burns, unfortunately, Yikes. Yeah, which means, right. and, and we've seen it with Ferraro. We, uh, the list is long. We've seen it with Ferraro. We've seen it with Yoakam Ryan. We've seen it with, uh, Paul Martin. We've seen it with Radim Shimmick. They play well, and then they get attached to Burns, and it, all of a sudden they're a black hole. Yeah. Uh, let's hit a couple in the chat. Our buddy Ian if Kane wins the arbitration, the Sharks are going to get fucked. But I'm I, not so sure about that. I just can't see him winning. Even if he wins, like maybe maybe the cap implication is for a long period of time, but it's not a big number. All right. Or so, it, it, it theoretically wouldn't be a big number, I should say. Taco Cruz is Noah Gregor as bad as his stats show, or is he just very unlucky? Very unlucky, and I think it's also a product. Like, I know he went so long without a goal while playing with Couture, but, like, those, like. He didn't go Donskoy long. He just went well, long. <laughs> not only that, but it's like, it's, you know, playing Gregor with. VL and 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 Peterson or VL and Weatherby. Yeah, like, that's not the move to like get you him don't, looks. Yeah, I was gonna say that doesn't help you. Like, and we've been talking about this before. This is something I actually thought about last night. So we got their thoughts. And this will go with something you and I were talking about back in September. So I'll, I'll let me bring you along here. So it we've seems talked about Le- so long ago. <laughs> right. We've talked about LeBanc. LeBanc is a guy who needs somebody to get the puck for him. Noah Gregor is a guy who needs people he can pass the puck to after he gets it. Mm-hmm. 
I wonder if there's a fit there. Yeah, it kind of feels like, uh, <laughs> hey, there's a uh, Kevin Durant-sized hole here. One guy can fill it. <laughs> I and, and I'm wondering if you maybe put a defensively reliable center who can win faceoffs. I don't know, Nick Bonino, Bonino? between the two of them. <laughs> that almost would look like our projected lines from four Some, months ago. Right? <sighs> All right, so let's get to the stock up and stock down for this week. I mean, look, it's pretty fucking obvious. Nick Bonino, four assists this week. Get you know, guys are getting off the Schneid. Dolan, three goals and an assist this week. Two from the power play variety. Rudy Balsers, three goals and one assist in his last four games. This is the guy who we do not slander in this house mm-hmm. and have not. For a very, very long time, we've mentioned that. And then James Reimer. I mean, dude, the Sharks have allowed 112 shots on goal over their last three games, and Reimer posted a 970, then a 900, then a 931. That 900, hard for me to really hang on Reimer. (laughs) Considering he allowed five goals. (laughs) Yeah, just (laughs) because you know the Sharks just completely imploded in the second half of that Florida game. But, Mm -hmm. dude... Nice and give it up to the guy. He posts a nine thirty one on the second game of a back to back. Yeah, you know. I mean, dude, Humpty Dumpty has been put back together. To quote him in the presser today, <laughs> to quote himself, yeah, yeah. It's like Chief. I just I don't. How how old is James Reimer? Is he like thirty four or something? He is. I mean, I got to know this because I know Hill's a younger guy. He's like, what, 25 or something? James Reimer is going to be 34 in March. See? So there you go. The, and if you look at him in the in the media sessions, post-game, the dude, cool as a cucumber. No matter what, you know, it's like if he throws up, a, a, a you know, an 850, it gets fucking shellacked. Remember the Tampa game? Mm-hmm. <laughs> gets shelled. Fine, and then if he he throws a nine seventy versus Washington, the same guy either way, <laughs> and and just like cool as a cucumber, and he's like, hey, I'm just here to what? He for me, I I don't care that the Sharks gave up a second to get Aiden Hill, and he's supposed to be the future. But no, dude, I'm digging me some James Reimer. I wouldn't mind at all. I don't know about you. Maybe Reimer is the guy that you think about post NHL career to join your coaching staff. Maybe that's the guy that you have coaching the Barracuda goalies. Maybe. I mean, it, it all depends on what he wants, right? Like, because some some guys, they're not built for that, right? Sure. But well, there's think, some people didn't think Nabby was. Right. And I, But, you know, if it's something that he would be interested in, like, yeah, I'm all for it. He, aside from the goaltending thing, like, he just seems like a very pleasant and positive guy no matter what's going on. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. This is this is a guy who, this is a guy that makes home make sure you get home safe after you've had one beer, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> and and you know it's funny. So, you know, you asked me how old Reimer was. I said, oh, James Reimer is thirty three. I was waiting for the comment where it's like, wow, another old player. The Sharks have overpaid. And then you look at Cap Friendly, and it's over two. It's just two million. Yeah, for for one more year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're right. Oh, and I love Logan in the chat. The banhammer will fall for those who slander Rudy in this house. Absolutely. Dude, as soon dude, as soon as the Sharks claimed him off of waivers a year ago, like that was it right there. It was like, I don't want to hear it. You know, everybody's hating on this guy, and I'm gonna tell you why you're dumb. <laughs> 
All right, let's move to stock down. Uh, real quick, look, it, you know, not necessarily the worst thing in the world, but look, we have to take note when shit happens. You should read, real quick, you should read the stock down list in reverse order because I feel like that's the... That's that's the way I'm going. Cool. Uh, Timo Meyer, we talked about you earlier, but like I mentioned, one goal in five games since LA. One goal. He'll get back. I think he will. I think he will. The more All-star trip- break's going to be nice for him. Oh, absolutely. He's going to go there and he's like, oh, everybody look how big my dick is. It's amazing. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. It's going to mm-hmm. be fantastic. And then he gets to take you know, a week and a half off. Uh, Logan Couture is the one that frightens me a little bit more. No goals in the last eight games. And there, I mean, Couture has proven himself, I think beyond a shadow of a doubt, that when a game is on the line, this dude wants the puck on his stick. Right. And there have been some games today, 2-1 loss, yesterday, the whole Florida thing, and it goes to overtime. Like, this is a guy who usually wants the puck on his stick when it matters most. No goals in eight games has to be a little troubling for him. I think, and that's not to, Couture definitely, I think, deserves some questioning here. And and he'd be the first to tell you, he's like, yeah, he would be the first to say, yeah, I need to be better. But I wonder, too, because think about who his line mates have been that eight-game stretch. Well, they keep changing. Ice cold, <laughs> right, but for the most part, it's been ice cold Dolan and ice cold Gregor. Mm-hmm. So that's not to say that, you know, Couture's problems are because of somebody else, but it certainly doesn't help. But there have been, uh, you know, there's been times though, I believe like towards the end of the Florida game or whatever, it was like hurdle Couture Meyer, throw him out there. Right. And, and, you know, uh, Balsers was with Couture for, I want to say at least at some point in today's game, Barabanov was there as well. Mm-hmm. So, Oh, Marty T coming in hot. Let's see here. I already here. saw it. I don't want to answer it. Uh, wouldn't today's game have been better if we had an elite tipper like Pavelski? <laughs> Next question. Uh, I will answer. Yes. Uh, so, finally, stock down, and I think we both very much agree on this. Jam job, Bob. Bobby. Dude. Bobby. Le- le- let me count the ways. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're scratching Merkley. For whatever reason, with EK out, you're putting because, because he was because here and I saw a shout out to uh, I don't remember who did it, but you know they said on Twitter like, how dare an offensive defenseman try to generate offense in a game that you're losing by four? I, I, like how? Why? Why would you ever expect that? Yeah, shout. Oh, it was JD. Shout out to JD. A solid tweet. Nice. Like, you know, it just J- JD who. JD from uh, from Locked On, from the other show. Oh, good. good. <laughs> the other guys. Uh, no. Shout out to JD. Dude, solid tweet, man. Yeah. Um, Bugner, for putting Peterson back in over Weatherby, like we said, Jasper, huge for a flagging PP, and you're mm-hmm. really going to do that? Then, like we mentioned earlier, skating Burns to start OT versus Florida. Yikes. And then, I mean, you could sit there and maybe say, even going with Reimer, Versus Carolina after he had faced 40 shots, or I'm sorry, 50 shots on goal the day before. But you know what, though? To me, I, I think it would have been the the better play. I mean, let's be honest. You think Sachenko would have been as good today? Well, and it goes, you know what? It goes even further than that. No balsers on the power play. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Dude, keeping, keep, keep counting, my brother. Keep counting. No balsers on the power play. Keeping Bonino and Weatherby on the power play, you know, no LeBanc in the top six when he was healthy. Uh, 
not playing Reimer earlier in the season when he was clearly the better goalie. Mm-hmm. Like the and 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 I've been a staunch defender of Bob since he's taken over the head coach, but this year it's just felt like one blunder after another. Well, dude, I mean, let's let's be honest. For the for the most part, we've been pretty. Uh, I mean, we're not kissing ass, but I think we've been pretty fair with our Bugners, uh, you know, where we've rated him. And I think we've given him more than enough cookies. I've I've definitely been one of the people that have sat there and said, I don't know that Bugner gets enough credit for bringing this group together. And again, it was two years ago, have to take over middle of the season for DeBoer, get strapped with coach of coaching staff you did not pick then the next year have to do your entire preseason and play you know 12 of 14 in Arizona like these are not circumstances by which you would want to start your coaching gig so this season he finally you know has his staff in place aside from the the what the the slap dick who who pulled the ripcord cuz he didn't want to wear a mask or whatever but <laughs> You know, he has his coaching staff in place. They have a great training camp. You were able to... They're in their own building. Yeah, in their own building. Uh, Evander Kane was evidently a huge distraction. They didn't have to deal with him all of training camp. And it's and how many times do we talk about games early in this season where afterwards we're going, you know what, last year, that's a game the Sharks lose. They don't come back from that. They're waving a white flag after the first period. Right. But they, you know, Bugner, I don't know, gets enough credit for bringing the group together. But <laughs> on the flip side of that, you got to, you know, it's like you can't praise with what, what what's what's Drew's line? How, how can I be expected to praise with any credibility if I can't honestly critique? And look, Bugner has made some really questionable decisions, particularly over the, like the last couple of weeks. So... I think what we're trying to say is put bolsters on the fucking power play, Bob. <laughs> I mean, that's a start. <laughs> and God, when LeBanc is healthy, put him in the top six. <laughs> Just saying. So let's move on to the stats. We'll blow through these really quick. Uh, we're, we're talking about some of these special teams numbers. Last five games for the Sharks, they're three for 13 on the power play. Decent. You would like it to be a little bit better, but decent. Remember, two of those coming courtesy of Weatherby's fat ass and Jonathan Dolan. <laughs> uh, on the PK, 10 of 11, pretty goddamn solid this week in the three games. Power play again, two for six, both of those Dolan goals coming against Florida. PK, perfect, six for six. So on the whole, the power play could use some help. You know, it, it, it's kind of off and on, but 20th in the league, that's not great. The PK, on the other hand, has climbed their way up to fourth right now. Things you'd like to see. So pretty solid it's PK. Un it's unreal. Like you'd think like with how well they play on the PK, like you think they'd play that Dude, well like five wasn't versus that the five in the defensive zone. Oh no, wasn't that the saving fucking grace of last season? Mm -hmm. well, it was like everybody was like the power play sucks. They can't win a game. Is it was all the but for some reason their penalty kill is amazing. <laughs> they should play the whole game on the penalty Dude, kill. Dude, that's keep, what I'm saying. Every two minutes, just keep taking you know slashing penalties. Yeah, like eventually you're gonna just like whittle the uh, opposing team down to like eleven forwards. 
I don't know, mm-hmm. three defensemen. <laughs> but anyway, uh, face-off wins, it's still the same 10th. They've been 10th pretty much the entire season. Numbers, Which is fine. Yeah, numbers really – hey, top 10 is always a good thing. Um, things really haven't changed on the goalie front that much. Uh, Hill's numbers, of course, remain the same because he hasn't played. Reimer, 284 goals against, 915 save percentage. Martin Jones, if you're listening, that's a place to look for. Uh, Reimer is 13-8-2. From the blue line, this week, kind of weak. Only a goal and an assist. But the thing is, and this is something that we tracked early on, blue line points, all the points that came from the blue line last season in 56 games, 93 points. Right now, the blue line has contributed 91 points in 11 games less. That's over two points per game. That's pretty decent. So, any changes to the module? Module, module. yeah. A lot, of, a lot of changes, actually. So, Whoa. I'm glad we got we, here quickly. Yeah, we got changes. <laughs> so, what do you got there? Changes? So, Hurdle, Meyer, Couture. That's still your top three. It's been the top three um, pretty much since the dawn December of 1st. Time. Yeah. Um, so, we mentioned it last week. There's a couple things we mentioned here. So, I'll just I'll bang them out real quick. So, first of all, bang Jonathan... Jonathan Dolan was, despite Dolan scoring zero goals in six weeks, he was hanging out in the fourth spot. And as we mentioned last couple weeks, Eric Carlson passed him. Well, three goals in the last two games. Dolan has bumped back up into the fourth place position. And considering the guys beneath him, I think he's going to be hanging out for there for a while. Hey now. Um, well, hey, do me a favor. Uh, vamp with your numbers. Finish it out. I want to I hear uh, a good amount of, of the module. Yeah, sure. So also, uh, Eric Carlson, obviously, like I said, dropped down to fifth. Nick Benino with his five goals all being high value, still hanging out in the sixth place. But, you know, we talked about it before, specifically last week, Rudolph's Balsers. You know, one of the things that AJ and I were saying is, you know, Balsers is back from the COVID. He's back from the injury. If he's healthy and he can have the redemption tour that uh, we're all hoping and wanting for him to have, you know, he's going to be shooting up the list real quick. And and so far, he has. You know, he, he's jumped back up to the uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. He's jumped up to 7th position, um, you know, with his play lately. He's been able to leapfrog Alexander Barabanov, leapfrog Brent Burns. He's leapfrogged, um, he's leapfrogged Matt Nieto as well. Uh, so, Balsers has shot up the module list just in the last you know, his last four games, which is obviously good to see. And specifically with Rudolph Balsers, and I think, you know, this is kind of, I don't know, this is turning into the Rudolph Balsers show, but uh, specifically, he's got five goals on the year now. Four of them are high-value goals. And that fifth goal is a mid-value. So he's putting up some good ones. And, I, you know, I was just saying how, you know, his three goals in the last four games, it's catapulted him above... Barabanov, Burns, and Nieto, and um, if you know if he can get enough, if he can stay hot, you know, like we talked about last week, you know, he he's going to catch Jonathan Dolan in fourth place pretty soon. Um, it's been it's been fun because last season we started doing this like seventy five percent of the way through the year, um, but also. So it's kind of fun to track it from the beginning. The one, not even a criticism or a complaint, but the one thing I wish I would I could do over is 
I wish that I would have taken note of like the top five or the, or even just the positioning every time we do a podcast, just to see how it's changed, you know, from week to week. Sure. Sure. And, and the last kind of thing I have too, uh, <laughs> um, you know, Noah, I mean, you want more from oh, Noah Gregor, right? You know what? I was muted. I'm sorry. Uh, wow. that's, that's my, that's my blunder, my blunder. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm interested to do, uh, to, to match up our modules cause I have different parameters than you. <clears throat> and so next season you do yours, I'll do mine. And then the last game of the season, uh, we'll we'll compare cards and see how it works. Yeah. Okay. I think. I don't know, especially with like I said, with Dolan and with Balsers getting hot, we saw a lot some actual movement this week. You know, um, the top three is still the top three, but I don't know, man. Couture at thirteen, Dolan at eleven. Could Dolan was in the top three? Like I said, until th- American Thanksgiving, Dolan was in the top three. Yeah. Could we see a return? Perchance. A return? <laughs> I think we're, well, you know what? Depends on where Jam Job Bob goes. <laughs> yeah, I for know. for all we know, dude, um, Balsers may overtake somebody if he's been given the opportunity to do things. <laughs> <All right. sighs> so anyway, uh, coming up this week, or I should say, well, by the time we talk to you next Sunday, uh, we're going to catch you up on a one game that's right one game remember versus the lightning after being embarrassed at sap seven to one Oy. but <laughs> here's the good news somebody after this game is winning five five dollars <laughs> <laughs> this is very true this is it you know uh all universe, comes down to the wire baby i was gonna say the universe hates me and and <laughs> wanted it to go to the end versus like one of the best teams in the league that mm-hmm. literally embarrassed the crap out of the Sharks like a week and a half ago. Right, but you know what? Like I said, you know, if the shark, even if the Sharks win against Tampa Bay, if they shut them out, that might be better than five bucks. <laughs> but right. oh, you know, a week and still, a half ago, fuck, dude, eight st- days ago. Still, uh, regardless of what happens, uh, you know, the rest of the season, you're gonna have to secure. You're gonna have to secure a five dollar bill to your uh, to your mic stand there. Oh. Dude, it's 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 gonna be taped here. It's gonna be taped back on the monitor. Something we we will figure out a way to get this in there. Uh, we haven't done sounders in quite some time. Can I play a sound for you? Sure. Okay. There it is. <laughs> Cracking a cold one, baby. Yeah. But our very own jerk. We're talking about the lightning game. Who? Who? But our very own jerk is going to represent Teal Town USA, rightly or wrongly, at the All-Star Game. <laughs> yeah, I, I still haven't decided. <laughs> so, Hockey Jerk will be at the All-Star Game. I don't know if any of the local beat writers for the Sharks are going to make their way down to uh, Sin City. But, hey, we already got a guy there. So, Look forward to next weekend. Hopefully, Jerk will provide us a little video, some pictures, maybe an audio or two. But uh, the Jerk Man going to be in the house. 
I, I, I plan to I'm going to bring a print out of the module and I'm going to see I'm going to see how long I can explain it to Timo Meyer before he gets disgusted and walks away. Oh, dude. <laughs> absolutely. I'm just going to tell me, look, I know you don't know what this is, but you're in first place. <laughs> we dig it. You're in first, dude. So we'll see what jerks uh, pretend, can, pretend credentials gets him into. I look mm-hmm. forward to hearing about all the stories next Sunday for show 151. Um, after that, though, we will be off the week after that. Beautiful. Yeah. Because well, there's those no who games. Missed it, I was going to say, for those who missed it in Discord, uh, if the Sharks more go more than seven games, uh, seven days without a game. It's in your AJ, contract. AJ and I are not required to be on a podcast if and, they go more than seven days without a game. Exactly. So, it's in the contract. And if something huge happens. It's uh, huge. <laughs> you can count on Ian and Puck Guy and, and everybody else. Uh, they will have a Teal Town Live to cover it for you. So mm-hmm. there you all. Uh, let's do some quick hits here. Uh, this is a question I've been asking myself for like the last three weeks. Is Remenda back? Like permanent. And it feels like he was for a second. <laughs> for some reason, the powers that be decided to put Hedekin on TV today. And you know, it's a, look to start the season. Remenda was doing road games with the Sharks audio network. He did a couple of stints here with Han very early on, but then it was boom, right back to Hedekin. Then over the last week or two weeks or so, Hedy got that Rona and Remender covered all those games. But starting with that Tampa blowout, which I was at that game, you told me they were running the, the, the what, what do you call it? The triple cast? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the three-man rotation? Yes. So since that game, so you had Tampa, you had Washington, you had Florida. So you had three straight games where... Hetty, well, okay, the Tampa game, the one at home, Hetty's doing the glass, but Washington and Florida, you got Remenda on the TV, and I'm sitting there going, yes, make this a thing. Yes, make the guys who have won like 12 Bay Area Emmys a thing again. That would be great. But today, Hedekin, now I don't know if this is because they were back in Carolina and that's where Hetty won his cup, but, I, you know, the, you know the old the old ter- or the the phrase that we've used a bajillion times where it's like I'm not mad I'm just disappointed no I'm both mad and disappointed. Mm-hmm. Remenda is just better with Han. He brings out the best in Han. You look at social media, fans overwhelmingly want Remenda with Han. It's and that is not you know it, it goes back to that whole stupid idiotic thing where it's like you. You know, you tweet, I love apples. And so 1,800 people come back to you. Oh, so grapes suck? Is that what you're saying? Do you, th- you know, <laughs> do, are oranges the worst thing ever? Like it's No, I'm just saying I really like this thing. So it's not a slight on Hedekin. I'm not saying he's not good at what he does. I'm saying Remender just far exceeds his performance. That's all. Mm-hmm. You know, Hedy is very good. Remenda is just 10,000 times better. That's not a bad thing. Just give me my Drew and my Han, please. I beg of you, on TV. That's all I want in this life. Uh, we're going to be talking with the Sharks soon, probably sometime this week, about their new ticket packages that they keep promoting on TV. That includes uh, lower ticket prices, uh, fewer pricing tiers, 
we'll see what else that entails. Uh, from what I've been hearing, uh, dude, you're familiar with this. When they opened the uh, BMW Lounge, it was supposed to be like inclusive of the first three rows from the glass, was it not? Uh, yeah, that was more or less the area it included. Yeah, there's like a section or two that were kind of like they really didn't have access to the club level, but mm-hmm. for the vast majority of SAP, that's what it was. From what I'm hearing, if you go to like Ticketmaster, it's gone down to the first two rows, and on in some areas, maybe just the first row. Wow. So, yeah, the, the pricing tiers seem to be contracting a little bit, uh, but this is what's... These are, the, these are the types of things that happen when your barn that holds 17.5 is averaging barely 12. You know, to, this, is, this is how supply and demand works, people. <laughs> so we'll be talking to them uh, about what the new offerings are. Well, and I just think, you know, I've, I, I, I've gotten to do the BMW Lounge experience. It's very cool. Not it's, for the price, though. Yeah, I was going to say, you know what I look at it as? Is, is like a Disneyland or a Great America, where it's one of those things where it's like, uh, you know what, I'll shell out f- for this once a year just to see if anything's different. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, here's the one little thing that's different. Okay, cool. And then that's it, and you go back and do your regular thing. Like, this is, right. you know, the, you, you're going to be very hard-pressed to find that, oh, they got me, I'm hooked. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So let's uh, <laughs> let's hit a couple of quick comments here in the chat. Uh, Putt Guy, of course, wants the return of Shark Bite, who doesn't. Yeah, great show. I mean, good Lord. Uh, like a Tiger, cheaper beer? Yeah, I think we all want that, and that's something I will be asking about. It's like, hey, if you're going to lower these ticket prices, uh, maybe we drop the parking price during the week, five bucks or something. Instead of 25, it's 20, maybe, or... I don't know, some sort of percentage off on, on concessions, you know, Bev, food and Bev. I don't know, something. I'm just I'm just wondering. And, man, where do, where the hell did all these comments come from? It's like, you bring up attendance or remenda, and all of a sudden everybody has something to say. <laughs> so Chris, Chris, who? Chris? I remember this guy. I know it's bad for attendance to have a rebuild, but it's also bad for attendance to be bad year after year. <laughs> I feel like that is something that Jerk and I have been talking about for the last year after year. Makes you think. But yes, we shall embrace the full remenda. Fuck rebuilds. Give me remenda. Uh, the Sharks are going to be selling their teal totes again. I'm just going to say, if you get the opportunity to go look at those jerseys that they're going to be uh, sh- uh, showing off uh, February 1st, so like three days from now, they look a little inspired. I'm not. I'm not taking credit for anything, but inspiration invokes a little deja vu. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and for some reason, the Sharks are still selling the Uprising giveaway jerseys. I don't understand, <laughs> but whatever. Just something of note. So again, I'm not like passing judge. Well, I kind of am. I think it's a bad look, to be honest with you. Like you're you're selling something for fifty bucks that was supposed to be a giveaway. Like, I get it if it goes to charity, but, hmm. Anyway, let, let's have some fun uh, around the NHL. Do we do we have the graphic for that? No, I misplaced it. Oh, well, what a shot. Oh, no. Anyway, uh, Kane signed his deal with the Oilers, gets a full no move. I mean, why? Who the fuck else wants this guy? Seriously. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> apparently, you know, 
uh, you know, they were saying on 32 Thoughts, apparently a handful of teams all checked in. So there were at least a bunch of teams who were curious. Still, though, the whole idea of the no move, I just thought, it's like, dude, aren't you supposed to be like on your best behavior? Like you're literally playing contract to contract at this point. Like, is there any team that you can imagine, even if Chief, how many games do the Oilers have left? Like 45, somewhere in there? They have Cause, you 42. Know, okay. Even if Chief, but so just barely over half of a full season, right? Mm-hmm. So if Chief, and you know, what do we tell? What, what did uh, Kane posted last last year? Like just under thirty? It was twenty nine goals or in like fifty something points. He last year he had twenty two goals, twenty seven assists, forty nine points in fifty six games. Okay, I knew there was a a nine in there somewhere. Uh, so twenty two goals in fifty six games. So okay, say Chief posts. 20 goals and 25 assists over 42 games. Not too shabby. Better than a point per game. Is there any team that's going to come in and go, hey, you know what? Let's try that whole seven-year at seven mil thing. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like based on your history, it's like can you play hockey very well? Yes, do you have problems after a couple years? Yes. Yeah. So, like, is there any hockey team that's going to give this guy more than two years? Like, I almost feel like the entire other 31 GMs need to collude and just be like, yeah, don't give him more than two years. I don't know. I think I think the idea is that he's going to be using this, this tour with Edmonton as a launch pad into another contract. Um, at least we know it won't be with the Sharks. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me it's with the Arizona. I beg of you. I'm telling you. Yeah. I like how Ian said the NMC stands for no, mor- no morals clause. Mm-hmm. What did I say? I put like no more COVID, something, no McDavid criticism. Like the NMC could stand for a lot of things. But the weird thing is, is that so he does that big interview, like an hour long interview on TSN. Man, did I have a lot of questions, man. He said he, said he was fully vaxxed before camp. So... Where the hell did the whole fake Vax card come in? Well, you know, he still could have submitted that earlier. All right. Uh, the other thing. It's funny how the Sharks in Cuda were, t- well, I shouldn't say the Sharks, but the Barracuda, you know, the, what you heard from Roy Sommer, guy or two, like maybe Merkley, I think was one of them. That was, we're talking about how, how great he was. Dude, it was a fucking month ago. Man, it just, it just seems like nobody wants to tell the truth. Whether it's Kane, whether it's the guys for the Cuda, the Sharks, or whatever, you know. It's and then part of it is he's not sure who the guy is who leaked the shit about uh, the the Rocky Thompson or not Rocky was it, it was Rocky Thompson right the the mm-hmm. guy who like comes in without a shirt challenging to a fight, right? And he said I'm not sure who leaked it, but said there was only a handful of guys he didn't get along with. And it's like, bro, only a handful of guys make up the hockey team. And Hurdle and Couture, last I looked, part of the power play group, and neither of them are saying the, – Couture said, uh, dude, I was injured at that point. I wasn't part of the team. So it's like, okay, he gets a pass. But Hurdle was like, I don't remember. I'm just focused on next game. <laughs> it's you know, And for someone who claims to be so optimistic, as Kane does, most of the comments were about him bringing the room down and I go back to the fact that not a single shark stepped up to defend him. Now, that being said, Evander Kane recently, I think between now and yesterday, last night, 
after the game with the Oilers, he posted a photo of himself playing for the Oilers on Instagram. He hadn't posted on Instagram in like, I don't know, four months. He posted a shot last night of all the the Sharks to, to give him a like. It was Mario Ferraro. Last I looked, Mario Ferraro, not a big part of the, pen, the, the power play group. So I don't think he was in on the meeting. But either way, it seems pretty telling when the silence is deafening. Like there has to be a reason why an offensively challenged Sharks team did not want their leading goal and point scorer back. But that's just me. Like saying, well, here's two and here's two. I think four might be around here somewhere. Was that just me? No, I, I, I think you're right. Like it's, you know, like you said, given the circumstances, right? The Sharks are starved for goals and they don't want their best player from last year. Like it's pretty telling. Yeah, that's, that, that, this is what I'm saying. Oh, and let me hit up uh, the, the, of course, we're going to get the questions in the chat, which we always try to hit when we can. AJ, are they selling Uprising jersey or jersey? Uh, yeah, no, I'm sorry. That's that's my bad. It's the jersey. It's the one that was supposed to be the giveaway at the, uh, what was it? It was a March 21st game before everything got shut down. So uh, finally with the Kane stuff, I just remember him on the interview with TSN. He said, I'm a very selfless person. Fine. But we've seen your Instagram. It's public. Have you looked at Kane's Instagram? It is very much him and only him. You know, him getting out of a nice car, him, you know, wearing very nice clothes. It, it's it's very Kane-specific, whereas if you look at a Tomasz Hurdle or a Joe Pavelski, it's very family-oriented, or there's multiple guys in there where it's like Hurdle getting dressed next to... Brendan Dillon and somebody like it's it's very team oriented is very family oriented it doesn't scream look at me so whatever um it is what it is I don't know just Evander Kane I think what we can all agree on is bye does that sound right yeah yeah I would say so Okay, so the Arizona Coyotes are working on a deal, evidently, to play at a 5,000-seat arena at Arizona State. If this were to happen, they'd actually have to take away seats because that's the only way they could build dressing rooms for pro hockey teams because there's some sort of weird NCAA rule about sharing locker rooms or something. I don't know. Uh, The team is looking for a new home because the deal with the Glendale is <laughs> set to expire. Uh, I have a couple questions here. What if you have more than 5,000 season ticket holders? I doubt that's the case. I doubt that's the case, but still, going to be pretty tight. My whole thing is, is, is this Bettman's ego just not being able to cancel the check? Like, just move them to fucking Houston already. It's not where They have been trying to make hockey work in Arizona for 25 years. It's not working. Well, and they said, you know, they uh, they were talking about this on 32 Thoughts, and they kind of said, you've seen it around uh, in other situations, right? Like Quebec, Winnipeg, Hartford, Atlanta, where it's like, you know, it takes very a very long time and a lot of stuff to happen for Gary Bettman to get to the end of his rope, right? But uh, 25 years, apparently. Right, and 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 I, I mean, obviously, we've talked about before, like 
Gary Bettman, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't own the Coyotes. He can't force them to move anywhere. That said, I do agree with you that it is not working in Arizona. And I, by no means do I want to take credit for this idea. It did come from 32 Thoughts. But I, I think it makes a lot of sense because Gary, he doesn't want to outright, you know, he doesn't want the team to be sold to somebody who moves them because you don't, you know, you don't. Why? From the, because from the NHL's perspective, you don't make money that way. You don't make money. You're from, not going to make money off of like new swag. Well, so hold on. So let me finish. You don't. You know they. <laughs> are want, you are, are you not there yet? The NHL wants an expansion fee. They like the guarantee of an expansion fee. So what they talked about on Thirty Two Thoughts as a potential idea that apparently people have talked about. What if the NHL buys the coyotes oh, Jesus. and then auctions them off to somebody <laughs> on, eBay? There, on ebay there, tell me well, it's on there, ebay there is precedence for this because uh the major league baseball they did this with the montreal expos and oh, jesus and so it's it makes a lot of sense when you think about it. the nhl can auction it doesn't it, an auction a franchise and then whoever wins the auction can do whatever the hell they want with them. So it's kind of like a win-win situation. The NHL, they get what would be an expansion fee, but also the team is out of Arizona. And, you oh. know, that's an idea they said on 32 Thoughts, and I like that idea. Hockey gods, if you're listening, <laughs> please make this a reality. Yeah. So I, I, I don't fucking care. Kansas City, Houston, Cleveland, you know? It's like Arizona, what do they have? Do they have pro basketball? Yeah. They have pro football? Yeah. They got pro baseball? Yeah. So does Cleveland. So does Houston. Let's just, like, make it happen, Captain. Get this team the fuck out of Arizona. Like, they're already in the Central Division. Just, like, trip the wire already. And to make matters worse, here's our Tweet of the Week, everybody. I thought this was great. Clearly, a Photoshop doesn't make it any less funnier. But... <laughs> the Arizona Coyotes verified account. We are currently working on a deal to play our home games in an abandoned Home Depot near Tempe. Love it. I don't know who put that together. Thank you. Appreciate it. Always love the humor. So, because at this point, I'm starting to feel like the Coyotes are the athletics of the NHL. Like they're just going to be the shitty team that plays in the shitty barn. They they might get a piece of talent here or there, and then eventually it just goes away. And they never put who, who's the hot commodity right now, chicken. Yeah. Do anybody He's, else are they going to dump on Arizona specifically? Yeah. Is Kessel going no, somewhere? He, well, yeah. Kessel. I mean, yeah, that's kind of everybody's expecting that to happen just, you know, because of who he is, his contract status, all that kind of stuff. But, and where the team is. <laughs> right. But no, Chikrin is the, you know, Chikrin's kind of the big kahuna right now. Oh, man. What do you think he returns? Oh, dude, it's going to be crazy. Molt, you know, I think they said... Um, well, you know, are the Coyotes looking for anything but picks? No, I, I think they said uh, I think they said two first-round picks and an A prospect at least. Hmm. You think they'll get it? Absolutely. Jacob Chikrin is... He's, like... he, he He's very underrated defenseman, and, and I, I think he'll win a Norris Trophy someday. Uh, well, speaking of the Coyotes... They were just one of the many targets of Brad Marchand on social media. What do you think about Brad Marchand's social media? I think it's good. I think it's fantastic. Dude is giving no fucks. What what was he uh, saying some shit about escrow? 
Yeah, I said the hurricanes were the reason that the players have to pay so much in escrow. Dude, I, I'm not a fan. You know, like I, I, I kind of fall down the line of most people where I'm like, eh, this guy's kind of a rat. He's kind of a, a jerk off. I love his social media. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that he like picked a, a fight with Andy Man, or I shouldn't say picked a fight. Andy kind of picked the fight with it, tried to troll him, but Marshawn responded. I thought that was great. So, whew, a couple more here. Did you see that someone got a life-size tattoo of Josh Norris's face on it? Former shark, Josh Norris, his face on the on his torso, only in exchange for a signed jersey. So, I have a couple questions. First, could you not have purchased a signed jersey for the same or lower price? Because last I looked, tattoos are kind of expensive. Second Especially question, one that big. Right? And, uh, well, are you trying to say the guy's fat? Okay. <laughs> no, I get it. it's life-size. I get it. But have we confirmed that this isn't you? It's not me. I had to confirm that myself. It's not you me. You had to, like, lift your shirt up and look in the mirror and go, okay, yeah, it's not me. <laughs> yeah. I, dude, who does this? This is so weird. Yeah, I don't really, I don't really know. I don't really know how this guy thinks he came out ahead here because, like you said, <laughs> what I'm saying. Like a jersey would be cheaper than the tattoo unless he has a buddy who did it for free. Uh, no, he evidently was like, uh, I don't know where he was. He, he was like out of the country or he was, he was reading yeah. the story. He was like not where he usually is. And it was like all of a sudden Norris got back to him and said, you know, prove it. Show me. And he was like in, I don't know, like Paris or like Mazatlan or some fucking, you know, foreign country. And it was found a tattoo artist to do it. Whatever. Uh, so let's cover this real quick because, hey, the Michigan, it's just fun. A matter of time, John. But man, oh man, has this kid got some hands. That is something. Look at that. That is, you know what? And even though this is on, you know, a matter of time john but man oh man has this kid got some hands that is something look at that that is you know what and even though this is on you know oh my god so dude the the michigan first off how do you defend that <laughs> uh you probably are going to end up taking a slashing penalty <laughs> in the face mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you, do you think at some point the NHL? Because I know John Scott mentioned this. He's like he he thinks that uh, the NHL is going to come. There's going to be a meeting of a rules committee, and so like next season they're going to be like, yeah, you can't do that. I don't think so. Just because like the NHL social media is on the hype train, I can't imagine they would turn around and not be into it. Yeah, but we're talking about the same NHL that got rid of the whole uh, voting mechanism. Once John Scott got voted in because they hate fun. I don't know about that, but all right. Uh, I don't know. I feel like the NHL hates fun, and they'll be like, "Yeah, we can't have this." There's, you know, there there are people like uh, like Tortorella, of course. Who's the guy? That, oh, Adam Oates, that you know, jumped all over Hurdle because he dared try to score a flamboyant goal. Ugh. Uh, finally, MGK was named the entertainment headliner for the all-star game in the NHL. I don't know if we're going to get the rapper, the power pop guy. Does anyone care? Uh, you know, a lot of this is all paid for, you know, the, the record labels will pay for their artists 
to get this type of publicity because they're promoting a new album or whatever. But all I'm saying is, who's doing the the Super Bowl? <laughs> Eminem and Dr. Dre, like like five like platinum selling artists, and the NHL gets MGK. Do you even know who MGK is, jerk? I've heard of him. I can't tell you any of his songs, but and you know also... what? You're probably better for that. Right, and like this shouldn't come as a surprise. The NHL regularly fails at picking, you know, musical guests. They they've every so often they they've done well, but for the most part they fail. Who who I, I don't even who was the entertainment for any of the last three All Star games? Because I don't the one at San Jose. Uh, I don't remember. Twenty 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 was Green Day, which was cool. Oh, okay. I'd be I'm I'm fine um, with that, but it seems like shouldn't have Green Day been twenty nineteen. <laughs> Yeah, 2019, <laughs> I want to say, was B.B. Rexa, I believe, who I have no clue who that is. I don't even know if he or she or she, they are she. from the Bay Area at all. No clue. Um, so I, I don't know. I'll be totally honest with you, though, dude. I, I don't care. Like, yeah. I'm not going to be listening anyway. No, I feel <laughs> you. And, and, you know, and Ian's saying, you know, Super Bowl, a little bit bigger than, than an all-star game for the NHL. No, I get that, but it just seemed like a really – interesting choice because it's like how many groups right now have uh, residencies like i think katie perry is currently doing a residency for vegas katie, it's like, katie perry adele gwen stefani all three uh, of those names that you just named way bigger than mgk mm-hmm. i'm not saying that all three of them or any of the three or, would appeal to the nhl audience but jesus at least you've heard of them or not even that but dude Check it out. So, um, Panic at the Disco and Imagine Dragons are both are two ba- two good bands, I would say, but two bands that are from Las Vegas and have previously worked with the NHL. There you go. Oh, I have one final question for you before we move on to the dark horses. Can we? Yeah. Yeah. No, we're we're trying to keep it along. Um, crap! You reminded me for a second, and then the, then the thought lost me. Oh, now I'm mad. Let's just go to the Dark Horses then. So, uh, Jerks Canucks, 19-19-6, points, seventh in the pack, 13 left versus their division. Not looking too good for you, my homie. Give it time. All right. Uh, my Kings, and when I say my <laughs> Kings, that's in, you know, under the umbrella of Dark Horses, 23-16-7. They are on the come up, 53 points, third in the division. Hell, they might be second. I haven't looked, but... They are third. They are third, but they are two points from... One point. From leading the division? One point from second, two points from leading. There you go. And they have 17 left against the division. So, mm -mm 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 -mm. I'm just saying. Uh, The Ian shaves his head bet. uh, You know, it's not looking great. Uh, Four starts from the... (laughs) It's It's not looking great for Martin Jones. That's it's looking great for Ian. I yeah, guess, right? yeah, looking fantastic. Well, I should say it's looking for great for Ian. It's not looking great for any of us who wanted to see that. Uh, save percentages at nine oh one, which last I looked is about fourteen off of where he needs to be. He's going to hit the twenty game threshold. He's only four away. Uh, I think you could make the argument that Ian. It wasn't that he foresaw that Martin Jones was really going to suck. It's that he foresaw that the Flyers were really going to suck because even Kata Hot, not doing well. Yeah, they're the Flyers have been ass. There's so much 
stink around that team. Like it's and and you know Comcast, who owns the Flyers, you know they did a whole press conference yesterday. And it it sounds like they're gonna do a very quick and aggressive retool. <laughs> so we'll see. You think uh, Giroux is gone? Yeah, hundred percent. But before the deadline? Yeah, or at the deadline. Money is on the Avalanche. Really? Yeah. Oh boy. We, we we could have some things to uh, discuss. I can't wait for trade deadline at this point, to be honest with you. So, uh, look, the the bet comes down to Tuesday between Jerk and I. Again, uh, what's your confidence level? Like 2080? I would say 50-50. Bullshit. After the Sharks it's... got shellacked 7-1 to one eight days ago? Really? And it's right. going to be in Tampa? Yeah, but they've, they've, they beat Washington, good team. They played well against Florida and Carolina, good teams. Like They got shut up by Washington, too. So? Every game every game is a new game. It's you know a new game? Mean? All right. Like, so you're the saying 50-50. Okay. The, that's... Se- the 7-1. The <laughs> Can we bet on the 50-50 odds, sir? <laughs> the 7-1 loss against Tampa Bay has nothing to do with Tuesday's game. That is correct, but I'm just going by trends. Sure. Just saying. Ian commenting. It's looking for fan- fantastic for Ian and his marriage. <laughs> talking about the hair bet. That's yeah. What talking about. Yeah. Chris saying no foreseen needed. Jones's ass. Yep. I think we can all agree. <laughs> uh, Aaron Dell did clear waivers. Not surprised. And nobody cares. So do us a favor. We we covered everything. Oh wait. Let's just throw it up there because well it's just fun. We're, it, it's not going to be one of these days for a while. I think it's going to be more one of these days when it comes to talking about Eric Carlson. But any hoodles, hey, do us a favor. Make sure to check out our latest one-on-ones. Uh, what we t- we talked to Matt Sakaris not too long ago. Of course, we always talk to our buddy Drew Remenda. You can find those on our YouTube channel. Like I said, we will be talking to the Sharks front office very soon about what their plans are for next season when it comes to ticket prices and more. So check those out. Remember to follow us on our social media channels, whether it's YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, what have you. And again, mm-hmm. we appreciate those super chat, that, uh, ugh, super chat donations. And we also love those tip jar donations on Venmo. So you can find him at hockey underscore jerk on the Twitter. You can find me at AJ underscore strong. Don't forget the Discord channel. Chat never stops there. So if you were not able to join us during this live broadcast on the YouTube, leave a comment below. We'd certainly appreciate it. And Ian will answer all and everyone. Because <laughs> Ian Reed loves that. He loves the back and forth. And that's what I dig about Ian. So famous last words, Mr. Hockey Jerk. Famous last words. There are two thing there are two things. Two. I'm I'm excited <laughs> for. Two? Uh, <laughs> two things I'm excited for in the month of February. Uh, Valentine's number Day. one is the All Star break. Obviously, I think it's I think it'll be a lot of fun. Valentine's um, Day. Number two, we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight games in the month of February. I'm excited for Rudolph Spalsers to score eight goals. No, nothing about Valentine's Day, return of Evander Kane, none of that. Yeah, you, you can have that one. Okay. Uh, I think we do need to get to this before we leave because I think we'd be down. Uh, if I get a tattoo of AJ on my stomach, can I get a signed AJ jersey? Absolutely. Uh, but you have to provide yeah. the proof. 
You out with there's you can, any of my custom jerseys that I've done, my custom warm-ups. Yeah, if you get if you, here and uh, let me give you the face of the tattoo artist has something to go by. There you go. You get that f- life size. Well, fuck, I will come down to the tattoo artist with you and pose. How's that? I'm ner- <laughs> I'm nervous that Shaka is actually going to do it. <laughs> So, hey, remember to subscribe on YouTube, follow us on the social. If you listen to us on a podcast platform such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, whatever, help us out. Do us a favor. Throw us a subscribe. Maybe leave us a nice little review. We would certainly appreciate it. Helps push us up in the algorithm. Make sure other people can find us. You can find links to all of our social media, the podcast apps, all of that in the descriptions below and find everything on tealtownusa.com. So remember to check out After Dark. It's the post-game show that follows every single Sharks game. The next one, of course, coming up following Tampa Bay and San Jose. That's our show. We thank you very much for watching or listening. We'll see you next week for episode 151. Good night, everybody.